Today's scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 39 through 45. Listen for the word of God. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to the Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child of my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. Mary has just found out from the angel that she's pregnant and is going to give birth happy days. And she knows under the law of Deuteronomy, uh, Moses' law, that if a young virgin is betrothed and is found to have had sex outside of marriage, supposed to be taken out and stoned. Mary's last words to the angel are, let it be as you have said. And then she books. It says she goes with all haste to see her cousin Elizabeth. From scripture, it doesn't say she went to see her mom and say, Mom, this happened to me. She didn't say, Dad, you know, you're not going to believe it, but here's what happened. She's got a journey from Nazareth to Ain Karam. And it's eight to ten days. I want you to imagine what would be going through her mind, knowing that, worst case scenario, they take her out and they stone her to death. Best case scenario, well, medium case scenario is she's forced to live as an outcast in shame and humiliation. Best case scenario is it gets covered up. So for eight days, this she's probably 13 years old. She's between 13 and 16, but probably closer to 13. Imagine a girl, she's just barely a teenager. And she's got eight days to think about what's going to happen to her. And when she meets her cousin Elizabeth, who got pregnant and is not supposed to because she's beyond childbearing years. So she's somewhere in her late 40s and her 50s. That's generally uh, in that time of the world. And the first thing that happens is, is uh, Elizabeth feels John the Baptist, who she's carrying. The baby kicks within her, and she says, Blessed are you among women. How many of you are raised Catholic? How many of you know how to do the rosary? The rosary is based upon what Elizabeth says to Mary. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. She says this three times. Can you imagine when you are expecting, hoping to be believed, but really expecting not to have this greeting? It is only after Elizabeth says these words to her that Mary uses the Magnificat. 
My soul rejoices in the Lord. The words that we know of from Mary that this beautiful hymn that she says glorifying God doesn't come after she finds out that she's pregnant. They come after she meets her cousin Elizabeth and her cousin Elizabeth just embraces her with love. There's an American Stroke Foundation and if you go there what you find out is that People that have a stroke, a very serious stroke, don't die of strokes, typically. They die of hopelessness. Part of the body isn't working, part of the brain isn't working, and they just give up. And yet that foundation is a place filled of hope and expectation because the people who work there are a bunch of Elizabeths. I want you to think in your own life, when have you been, Elizabeth? When have you met somebody who expected from you, well, you know, Ed, and instead of, my brother, let me give you a hug. How many of you have been for another person, Elizabeth? I expect all of you have. How many of you have had an Elizabeth in your life? My grandmother was that. My grandmother, Rolla, she had a boarding house. Um, and no matter who came to her, she just, she just loved on them. That's all she did. She just loved on them. And there are times when, you know, they'd say things that I think, wow, that person is a wackadoodle. And she just, she'd look at me and say, you know, they are a beautiful child of God. She made, got up every day, made homemade bread. These were Pacific University students who lived in her, fought to live in her house because her food was a lot better than on-campus dorm. But my grandmother knew how to be Elizabeth. She knew how to take somebody who was feeling insecure and down and hopeless and had no joy and to say, you are blessed. God has blessed you. We are the ones who help people understand God is in our lives. What Elizabeth does for Mary is she, uh, she helps Mary see her condition through the eyes of faith. As a church, that is what we do. God is at work in your lives. God is at work in all of our lives, in the lives of our children. And it's often when we feel the most abandoned and the most like something happened and I don't want it to happen. Believe me, I would love to tell you that if you're a person of faith, nothing but good things will happen. But if you read the text, but when those things happen, amazing things can come of it. And that's the point of our story. In Ein Karam, which is just outside of Jerusalem, before Mary went to see Joseph and said, okay, dear, there are two churches. The church at the top is the church of the visitation that symbolizes where Mary and Elizabeth met. 
and there's a church where John the Baptist was born. This community lifts up these two women and how they helped one another and how John the Baptist was born in their community. And there are frescoes and there are statues saying, don't give up. Have hope. Let joy be the waters that you swim in because the best is yet to come. That's our hope, that's our promise, and that's our joy, and that's all I've got.